The Tigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. Man, <laughs> no one else in the history of podcasting has ever looked cooler than you do right now, Mr. James motherfucking Schuler, sir. Goddamn right. You're goddamn right. What's up, gents? Oh, man. I, w- I was waiting for you to like sip a little tea and put that pinky finger out too. But... <laughs> mm. Man, for the visuals out there, for the folks listening in their car when they hear this or, 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 or driving to their moon base, you know, we, uh, we got ourselves um, a true maverick. Future's too bright. The gotta future's too bright. You got to wear those shades. <laughs> you it, have it just to. It, it, it just can't process all that cool. And you're, how, are, how are you doing down your way, Mr. J? Clark down here in Florida. Um, I'm, I'm sweating just as much as all those, uh, pilots. Oh, all those uh, pilots, the, the brief room, the brief oh, it's, room. Cause it's pilot season, right? Is that what it is? We're getting, I, some new they, they're sweating all the time. Have you noticed in these movies, the pilots, like when, when NBC introduces yeah. a new pilot, the pilots are sweating. No, I mean the, the guys that fly the planes. Oh, the men and women who fly yeah. the planes, the Actual pilots, pil- that's, that's why we're here. Pilots. <laughs> right. Jesus. Right. Right. Oh, that's right. Because we were going to talk about a movie tonight that features quite a few pilots, swe- sweaty pilots. Right. Is that is that how we were going to do yeah, that? That's exactly right, sir. It's about fucking time. It's about fucking time. I couldn't agree more. And tonight's a very special night. Right. I, I'm I can't wait. Like, I'm going to give you your soapbox on this. Oh, you're going to you- give me 10 soapboxes. You've been the hater of haters. Hater of haters. Of the top guns. Well, let's not get carried away. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Should we do the intro? Or should we just skip the intro and say, fuck it. People listen to the show plenty of times. They know the deal. I already introduced you guys. You know, they know who I am. You know? Hold on. Everybody knows who you are, Nick. Exactly. You, you, You worldwide. There you go. All right. Now do your intro. It's kind of cutting in and out like uh, elevator music in the 1940s. Maybe maybe put it up to the mic or something. <laughs> hey. Oh. Just looks away. And welcome to Comic-Con's podcast, a geek motherfucking podcast for the rest of us folks. And who are the motherfucking rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. And I am your host... But in a way, aren't we all getting ready? Oh, got some interference. Getting ready to talk about a movie or two movies or maybe just one more than the other. But don't worry about it. With me in 
ZWNBOX350 platform is Mr. J. Clark and James motherfucking Schuler. Hope no one's playing Call of Duty again tonight because it looks like your internet keeps cutting in and out, brother. No, this fucking camera's pissing me off. That goddamn camera. We uh, we do have to mention some things before we jump into our movie tonight. I just want to mention one thing. There was In 1992, around this time, there was a, a little thing came out. And I thought I'd address it on the show before we dive into some Top Gun or dive up into some Top Gun. Um, you know, I'm I'm like 10 years old. And I maybe went to a movie theater. And I uh, happened to see a little flick. Oh. What you starring be, Michael Nick? Keaton, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito. In Batman Returns! One of the greatest to ever do it. Oh! And that's what we're talking about tonight, kids, is Batman Returns, the 30th anniversary. <laughs> Bait and switch. <laughs> this the 30th anniversary of Batman Returns. Couldn't pick a better crew to do it with. Um, you know, hey, what can I say? It just had to be done. It's the greatest Batman movie of all time. And that's right, 89ers. I didn't forget about you. Oh, gee, I hate you so much. No, I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding. Of course, we'll get into some Top Gun. But first, let's talk about Batman Returns. Where were you guys when Batman Returns came out? Huh? How old were you? What? You, you said what? Up? what 92 92 baby 92 i was in <laughs> second second grade second okay okay you're a few years younger than me all right yeah so i was in second grade 92. were you hyped so, on those mcdonald toys so my aunt worked there and she actually she worked at mcdonald's so she hooked us up with like all the new fucking toys oh my god it's amazing yeah, it was dope like we had everything from mcdonald's so it was sick. That's amazing. God, I remember those toys. I remember the, first of all, I, I remember just that 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 Warner Brothers symbol, just getting dark and then the that, snow. The you know? WB. Oh, the WB. Jay, where were you, my brother? Uh, I was about maybe like 12 years old. Went to oh. see my dad. And um, I remember like we left the movie theater and I don't think he was, I think he, he, he liked the first one better for some reason. And I thought this was like, twice as better what 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 was it about this isn't it and i'm like yes it is of course it is he's like yeah but i don't know yeah i I didn't think i thought it was being more fun you know he thought the sequel was being wasn't as dark it was he saw he thought it was too uh too dark too dark yeah i mean that danny devito with the black blood coming out of his mouth and christopher walken like it had that good mix of dark yet it was still humorous yeah it had a little bit of that camp to it right yeah Kind of what makes a, a perfect Batman movie, am I right? I agree. But <laughs> speaking of the toys, though, isn't that what happened? Like, why WB ended like ending their relationship with Tim Burke? Is it because they didn't sell enough toys? Wasn't that a big part of? The I don't game? remember. I remember. I remember those Keaton Batman Kenner toys were just jumping off of shelves. Like they had Snow Batman, you had Glow in the Dark Batman. <laughs> you couldn't find that Batmobile to save your fucking life. No, you couldn't. Or no, the Batboat. I had the bat boat. You had the bat boat. I had the bat boat. 
But I couldn't find the Batmobile. I didn't have the Batmobile to save my life. Damn. And I had the Keaton Batman where like you put the like the costume on, but it like kind of clipped on his body and then it came off and then it was just Michael Keaton in like a, a leotard. Yeah, I had that guy too. Yeah, but they, it got bad press. And I guess like McDonald's ended up like not including the toy line in the, in the Happy Meals and that kind of like didn't rub well with the I think I think they pulled DeVito's figure because he was too creepy for kids. Mm. So they so what they did he was, was they just too creepy for kids. Yeah. So so what they ended up doing was just reintroducing the old school penguin from the from the Adam West show and just dressed that up like, you know, the old school 80s. Uh, uh, not even that's Adam West show, just the Well, I guess so. Yeah. The top hat and the, the monocle, you know, mm. they just released that as the Batman Returns uh, penguin figure. See, if they were smart, they would have just marketed all the penguins with rocket launchers on their backs. They should have. I think if you. I think you had to buy those separately with something else. I can't remember. Like, that was my favorite part of the movie was penguins with rocket launchers. It's a pretty phenomenal scene. I might be Dr. Evil. (laughs) I think my favorite scene, well, there's so many. There's so many. I mean, that first, the first introduction of Batman in this one, you know, because it starts off and we don't really get to him right away. We get the birth of the penguin, you know, not a lot of Batman right away, you know. But when he does show up, he's just sitting, Bruce is sitting in the dark, brooding. Mind his damn business. How would you like to have a house like that with a room like that, a library, just sitting in the dark? I I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> just waiting I, I for the I, light yeah. to come on. But then well, he's looking at the floor. floor. Yeah, he well, is. How he's... you going to see? How are you going to see the light if your lights is on? Everybody always makes that joke about, well, what are you doing? Brooding in your cave again? No, 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 no. It's fantastic because he's literally brooding in the library, just waiting for the light to come on. Yeah, because it's <sighs> Gotham. He knows it's going to come on. It's just when. It's fantastic. And then the reflectors come up and then the fucking light pours in. He was just depressed as fuck. I think he was just sitting there like, God, my life fucking sucks. I want to be Batman tonight so bad. <laughs> he's, itching. he's itching to be Batman. <laughs> Man, I really screwed it up with Vicky Vale, didn't I? Man, fuck. I could have had that. I mean, I did have that. I could have been had I that. I could have kept kept that. I could have kept that. And she gets a little honorable mention. Keaton wanted that off the screen, too. Actually, Michelle Pfeiffer was very much to Jennifer Connelly, eh? Mm. as Vicky Vale, Kim Basinger was to Kelly McGillis. Kim Bassinger. Yeah. I like that. I like like, that, Steven. You like that little pull? Meanwhile, Keaton and Cruz are just kicking it into high gear, you know? They never stop. They can't stop. They won't can't, stop. Can't stop, won't stop, you know? Yeah. Keaton hasn't forgotten about the Joker, you know? Maverick can't uh, forget about Goose. He no, feels the need, man. too. He feels the need. Feels the need. Bruce Wayne feels the need to brood. To put people in the hospital. <laughs> he, he does murder people in this movie. Let's not get it twisted. This Batman has no qualms of murdering. I've mentioned it before. He stuffed dynamite down a henchman's pants and threw him in a fucking sewer. No big deal. Sometimes you do what you got to do. You know, uh, DeVito murders quite a few people, including the Ice Princess. You know, that penguin's a murderous fucking freak dog. Gruesome. Did you ever hear Tim Burton's? Uh, I think it was that one interview where they asked him, like, so what happened to WB? He's like, well, they thought I was too dark, bro. But then they went with the guy that put nipples on the suit. So fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
shit. You know, he produced the third one. He stayed on as producer for the third one. Yeah. But I Did guess he really? Yeah, he actually produced the uh yeah, exactly. They threw him a they threw him some coin on that. That's why that yeah. third one still has a little tinge of that Burtonness on it. And then and then by the time they got to Batman and Robin, it was just all out the window. <laughs> it was trash after that. I've grown to really appreciate forever over time. Um, but uh but I still can't wrap my head around Batman and Robin. But that one's also having an upcoming anniversary. Some more on that later down the road. Before Mr. Freeze, we have the Iceman as Batman. Oh, mm, yeah. mm. see, it all Ice. interconnects. Speaking They're of Iceman, Top Gun off. That Top Gun Maverick ha- had some heartstrings in it. Dude, I cried like four times. Four times? How many times did you see Maverick, James? Four times. Four times. Yes. So, so that would make sixteen. God damn. <laughs> it's a lot of cry. It was some tears. God damn. You know what it was for me? I'm sitting there in the movie theater. I know it's gonna be one of those high octane action movies. Getting your seat, strap in, and get ready to fuck. You know. And I knew it was gonna have that kind of tonality. You know. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. For a goosey and the baby boy, he he's sitting on the on the piano. He, he in a flashback, and the baby boy Miles Teller, he, he looking at a papa the way my son looking at me when I'm playing the music. I wasn't ready. I started doing one of this guy where my my lower lips like. Fuck. <laughs> you was like, <laughs> <he was> like <laughs> he, wearing, he wearing his daddy's clothes. Oh, he's playing sing. his daddy's song. Playing his daddy's he got song. His daddy's mustache. Got the mustache. Bruh. Got the mustache. My, Nobody warned me, me. Tell me you didn't leave that theater feeling good as fuck. I felt pretty good. <laughs> I felt pretty good. You know, just like I felt when I left that theater in 1992, leaving Gotham City. And I said, oh, my fucking God. Let it go. This is a Top Gun episode. We done done enough Batman. Okay, so what if we've talked about Batman Returns at least two other times in this podcast? It's a true story. True story! But what if? What if, okay? What if this movie came out in theaters again today? Would you not go out and see it again? You're goddamn right you would. I mean, I'd be there. I ain't gonna lie. Because you said it's the GOAT. You said it back in 2012, it's the GOAT. You said it again in 2015, it's the GOAT. You said it's the GOAT. And James Shue don't like the... He don't truck with Batman, kiddies. I don't truck with him. But that is the GOAT when it comes to Batman movies. It's the greatest it of all time. It is the GOAT. Easy. It's that Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't it? It's her in that Batmobile. Mm. And just end the Penguins with rocket launchers. Dude. I ain't gonna lie. It, that's a major selling point for me. Has there ever been a better Catwoman? No. Goddamn right. No. No. Goddamn right. <laughs> Not even close. We all love Zoe, but nah. No, Zoe was fine. Even Anne Hathaway. I liked Anne Hathaway, too. But listen to me. That Michelle Pfeiffer. Look, I don't just I don't just like Michelle Pfeiffer. OK, kids. OK, <laughs> like I don't just I don't know. Walk down the street going, oh, that Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold. You know what I'm saying? I don't just hype it up when the song comes on. OK, I don't just have a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. OK. I fucking. Mm. I fucking. Mm. I fucking love Michelle Pfeiffer. You know what I'm saying?
Meow. Michelle Pfeiffer was like your pink ranger. I just got the score playing here the entire time while we're recording. Are you just catwalking through? I am. I'm catwalking. <laughs> when she when she turns oh, into man. the Catwoman, you know, the meltdown the, she has. The making know? the suit and like that is the first time that I think all young boys figured out that we love crazy bitches. Oh, dude. Like, this bitch is nuts and I'm in love. <laughs> Tell me I'm did wrong. You, um, did you know that DeVito ate raw fish in that scene? Like for real? Right before they get they come at him to be mayor, or right right after they ask him about the whole mayor thing? Oh yeah. Fling the void. Oh, I'd like to fling her void. <laughs> like you you would make an awesome penguin. You think so? I I have to I'd have to get the fat suit on and everything. Well, at, like after the fat suit, I feel like you would really dial into the character. Oh, I would. I, I'd be a hell of a Catwoman too while we're at it. <laughs> Pepper. In prison. <laughs> prison. There's just so many things I love about this movie, but one of the biggest things I love about this movie is obviously that Catwoman. You know what I'm saying? Now, that brings me back to a little uh, fun flame from the 80s and 90s who would later grow into an also uh, even more fun flame. I think she weathered well over time. I think they both did, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jennifer Connelly. But going back to the latter, Jennifer Connelly, okay? Jennifer Connelly, kitties. What's the movie where, like, not Labyrinth, because I saw her in Labyrinth first, but then I saw her in that movie where the kid, the guy goes to the fucking, it's like, the, it's like a, I think it's a Target, but then these She's guys, riding the horse? Yeah, she's riding the horse in the Target, and the guy's like robbed the store, and he's in there with her. I forgot what the fuck it was called, but she was oh, she was ridiculous uh, in that. Or something? Let me see. Opportunity, not is it Opportunity Knocks? No, that's Dana Carvey. So I'm guessing I'm the only one on this panel. I I have no idea who she was until I saw her in this movie. I Career no opportunities. Idea. Career opportunities. Okay, no, Jennifer Connelly was like a staple, but then she kind of like laid low for like a decade. And then she came back out like in the early 2000s and she was in everything, including that, you know, Ang Lee Hulk movie. Oh, no, for me, it was Rocketeer always. Oh, fucking Rocketeer. Of course. Of course. I mean, that's the one right there. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. Like pin up oh. girl. And she was just I don't think she's ever looked better. She looks perfect in that movie. For me. She looks amazing in that movie. Yeah. And then she gets railed out in Mulholland Falls while Nick Nolte's watching. Oh, really? True story. True story. She's in the footage. All right, it's, on, it's on my list now. They find the footage and they watch <laughs> it. And I watched is it. Is it on like the footage or is it on like the hub? It's on like the footage. Like it's like <laughs> some some like horrific, like little, you know, um, eight millimeter film or whatever. And they're watching the film like, oh, is that her? And she's getting railed out from behind and her big tatas. They're just rocking up against the desk. The mahogany desk can't even take it. It's like, oh, easy. These tatas are too big. You know, the fucking desk is moving. Then <laughs> Selma Hayek comes in and says, wait, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? I told Don't you. Don't do it, Bruce. Thanos, Thanos, <laughs> he wipe out all the planet, all the population, but my titties. <laughs> Sorry. I always I always did think she would have made a good Catwoman, but on paper, like she would look great in that suit. But oh, some Selma Hayek? But uh, no, uh Jennifer Connelly. Oh, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Although that would be great though. See uh, a Catwoman I mean, with an accent, all sexy and shit. <laughs> can you, let's give her some Catwoman lines from this movie. Ready? When she's like, 
when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer says you're catnip to a girl like me on the rooftop right before she licks Keaton's mouth. <clears throat> Straight on his mouth. Oh, put Selma Hayek in that role. She's like, you're catnip to a girl like me, but my titties. He would have ripped through that rubber bat suit. <laughs> they're sub they popping out of the latex. That's my that's my name, Maximilians. Uh, Don't you forget it. <laughs> Sorry. Honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm I forgot. Alone. I'm alone. <laughs> but Jennifer Connolly. We all know she's a bartender in Top Gun Maverick. Spoilers, kids. Spoiler alerts. We're gonna spoil the fuck out of Top Gun too while we're at it. Um, and that Catwoman music is still playing. Um, but we've all known plenty of bartenders, right? Some of us have known more female bartenders than not. Any female bartenders in that age group or demographic looking like Jennifer Connelly today? Doubt it. She's bar owner. What? She's not a bartender, she's a bar owner. She owns it, yeah. She bought it, but she's like, I don't see anybody else buying well, the bar the entire how movie. So she's gonna see Maverick. You're telling me she shit gets she, she jumps just enjoying herself, you know. She jumps behind that bar when she knows he's coming by. Is that what's going on? That's what's happening. She's like she's like Maverick. She's a one, you know, w one girl show. She does everything. And uh, she's training the next generation of bartenders in that uh, in that town. <laughs> well, either and way. So so she's actually an Easter egg from the first movie. I didn't remember from the first movie. All I remember from the first movie was the volleyball scenes with the shirts off and the sweat. Of course, the dudes. Of course you did. No, no. Penny Benjamin was that one admiral's daughter that Maverick got reprimanded for before they sent him off to Top Gun. Oh, but that was like a That's one her. line, right? That was like a line of dialogue. Well, her and Meg Ryan's character mentioned. <sighs> Leave it to James Shuler for the deep cuts. Cut, yeah. Hey, speaking of deep cuts. Bro, I'm a Top Gun fanatic. Bro, did you know Danny DeVito sat in makeup for about 18 hours when he was doing in the chair, getting ready for the role? He looks gloriously hideous. James is going to kill me before this show is over. All right. I am going to fucking murder you. Because <laughs> he's been so hyped to talk about Maverick no, this I whole week. to the other camera that's more reliable. <laughs> but your shit's freezing up. Somebody's playing Call of Duty. So much. All right. All right. So Batman-wise, I'll, I'll bring this up. Who did it better? Danny DeVito, Colin Farrell, when it came to the makeup. I mean, it's got to be DeVito at the end of the day. <laughs> Because he made Penguin fucking terrifying. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know Colin Farrell was Colin Farrell, though. That's true. That's true. Um, but I feel like it's just like, I feel like the Batman is like in its own category. I feel like it it almost wasn't even a super comic book movie. Yeah. It was like a noir detective slow burn. Um, I don't know. I feel it was just like a whole nother. Amazing cinema movie. Yeah, it was like so it was like so cinematic. I don't know if that even makes sense. I mean, of course, all movies are cinematic in a way, but this was like cinematic, you know? Oh, did I, I, we lost him. We lost Schuler. Schuler. Well, perfect time to take a quick break from our sponsor here. Admiring your handiwork. Touring the riot scene. Gravely assessing the devastation. Upstanding mayor stuff. You're not the mayor. Things change. 
What do you want? Ah, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. <laughs> you don't really think you'll win, do you? Things change. Hey, 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 Jay, did you ever get to the point where, like, you listen to a score so much, like, you know the whole thing by heart? Oh, 100%, yeah. Like, and I actually, like, would fall asleep to this or, like, just walk on the way, walk to work listening to this, and I know every single beat, every step, every misstep, Yeah. you know? I know what scene in the movie this is from right here, where she's, like, walking around the, uh, the Shrek stuck department, you know, and she's getting ready to smash some fucking glass cases of jewelry or something. And yeah, then the security can, guards you can show kinda up. Kind of like synchronize in your mind that when she just like crashes, like hits stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. It's coming and it's like, uh, it's a whole thing. And that security guard's like, I don't know whether to open fire or fall in love. I mean, can you blame them though? I mean, yeah. I couldn't. You know. No, that's what that's where I was going at. Like Jennifer Connelly might look great in the suit, but you you need that 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 edge. You need that. And Michelle Pfeiffer, she just had it all, man. She was such a great casting for that. Uh, you can fall in love with her. You can lose your mind because of her. She's just it's just she's just perfect in the role. Just freaking perfect. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now for me, it's uh, is it from '89? I think it's like journey and is it journey into mystery? Uh, dis- descent into mystery. Descent into mystery. Yeah. Sorry, sir. Oh, well, cue yeah. it up. Cue it up. Well, actually, that's I'll cue, one I'll, that, I'll cue it up since I already have it here. That's the one that gets me going. I'll, I'll be in the car if I need a little music, like you know, instrumental, cinematic, something that like jolts me up a bit, heights me up. That's the one I always go to. Who can I, forget? Yeah, the famous scene after Batman's rescued Vicky Vale, yeah. and he's driving through the Palisades into the woods, over the hills and through the woods to Grandmother's house. We go, yeah. and that music comes in. It's a celebration. It's a, it's amazing in the car. That that lonely car because oh. it, 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 it the car as it, as it speeds up. On. Yeah, there we go, and it zooms into the frame. coming everywhere which is weird again because i'm seven when i saw this movie but i'm just like oh gooseys oh and it still gets me it's still how is it still held up over all this time it still holds up right people say it doesn't i say it does well i mean it's why they still use the same instruments that people were listening to a hundred years ago maybe you know there's something about those instruments that's in fun, in whatever it just holds up. It just it's timeless, and if it's done right, it's timeless. It is, yeah. Speaking of timeless, Tim Burton made the suit black. Essentially, his production team, his costume designer team, they made the suit black. That was a choice. We're gonna make a black suit. We're gonna put makeup under the eye holes, so it mm. kind of so the eyes just kind of pop out of the suit, and there's no hey, this guy's just wearing a suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's interesting. I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever thought about that before, actually. Right? Because in the books, he was blue. He was blue and gray. Huh. My voice is great. Blue and gray. <laughs> <laughs> he was blue and gray, my friend. 
Interesting. In the tidies. And they were like, no, we're going to do black suit with a yellow fucking emblem because it's badass. And the and, makeup. Yeah. And she, I'm and telling she, you, those movies, because um, I think Returns, it was Returns of the Death of Superman that kind of got me into a comic book store for the first time. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious because, you know, Schuler's handle on fucking Zoom tonight is Doomsday. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, it's, I think it's appropriate because, yeah, I, I was like when you asked me in 92 where I was, I was reading my first comic books and watching constantly returns and and kind of like his, similar to Schuler, where my, my aunt, she worked at a comic book store. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember that. What a lucky, lucky SOB you were. Yeah. And I got to tell you that that Death of Superman was probably my. Not, maybe not my first comic, but definitely my first like del- my first foray into reading comics for real. I had read comics before that, but that's when I like got soaked into like a continuous storyline, and I was like, "Oh, me too." That, yeah, that, yeah. That's a Superman shit was like a big deal. Well, it's because it we never we never thought, thought that he could die, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone's like, "Oh shit, they killed Superman!" And yeah, and then the four Superman came out, and they were like, "Who the fuck?" Like I was like, "The robot Superman." Which I loved because of Terminator, robots, tits, and lasers. And then the fucking, what was his name? The guy that was just annihilating everybody with the glasses. Oh, um, Eradicator. Eradicator. I almost said Vindicator or Annihilator. Yeah. No, but I'm glad you mentioned that name is fucking awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned the suit. the 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 suit being black and 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 because here i'm kind of like now doing this threading this timeline in my head where i remember that when i went to the comic books i didn't get him as much as i did it like in the movies the movies it was like so much more conceptualized in my head right and the, the books did not give me what the movies provided and I was kind of like, I remember th- being a little bit put off by the books at first. Right. And I'm, I'm and, and this is, I'm going to segue into this. And I think it's more than appropriate uh, to rest in peace, you know, uh, Tim Sale. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, he did die. What was it today? Yesterday? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was early today. Yeah. Early today. Thursday. But by the time this goes up, it'll be next week. But Thursday, as of today, when we're recording, this is when he passed. Yeah, he was sick and he was in the hospital. Yeah, very sad oh, shit. Man, brutal. Yeah, he was such a such a influential, a powerful artist. Because um, again, um, the pages in the books did not reflect what I what Tim Burton had given me, and, and it wasn't until I read and I saw Tim uh, uh, Tim Sales. Uh, Interesting. And, and the Long Halloween that was it for me. After that, I, I got Batman. I was like, okay, I'm reading Batman from now on. It's just so influential for our age group, and 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 we'll get back to Maverick and the gang in a, in a few minutes. But it, it just it's so influential because think about when the movies came out, and then think about the animated series and just that whole style. I was looking at Returns again today, and I was like, just even in the goddamn department store when Catwoman's annihilating the place, the 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 designs like that that weird like fifties Art Deco style like is everywhere in the animated series. Yeah. Like even the cars are like, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, it's the design, guys. Exactly. The Where... only thing we're missing are blimps. That's the only thing we're missing. Yeah. And, and, and you I do see how... in the intro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It's in the but, intro. But so it's just, it's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. Yeah. So I, yeah. Animated I mean, it's just, series is a, uh, is the goat. Oh, it's the goat. 
We're doing an episode on that at some point, too. Don't you worry. Bro, I will sit here and like take a whole week and just watch all that shit. Bro, I, it's I, so good. I rewatch those shits at least every couple of weeks. I'll just handpick a random couple of episodes and throw them on on my train ride Beautiful. to Mars. Works of art. Oh, works of because art. They, and, because they usually run in like three episode segments or whatnot, or like three episode arcs. Yeah, you could do like the the double guys, like the like the the two face arc is a great one. I like that Poison Ivy one a lot. That Poison Ivy one, bro. Anything directed by Kevin Altieri, okay? Kevin Altieri is the fucking the fucking head honcho of that shit. That animation style, man. That those Clayface episodes, bro. Mwah. Clayface was a demon in that show. Hmm. He didn't give and, a fuck. And 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 Warner Brothers, I think at the time. It's kind of like how how everything comes back. It's like trends. Like I can kind of see now, now that you're like fleshing this out, how Warner Brothers back in the day was still having issues with Superman. And they're like, as Batman is taking flight is uh, or uh, coming alive, well, we got to kill Superman right. to make him relevant. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's kind of similar to what's happening today. No, 100 percent. Still. One hundred percent. We're we're still trying to kill off our heroes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I thought they were gonna kill off Maverick. I Me thought too. it was gonna I happen. They set that I up did. though. They were so smart with that. Yep. I did. I I was like, Maverick is going to die. Mm-hmm. Right. When he, when he set off and he was talking to Hondo, and Hondo was just like, "It was a pleasure working with you," or "It was an honor working with you." Um, I was like, "Fuck, this is it." But the only thing that did give me hope is they did show the F-14 in the trailer. Mm. And there's only one person skilled enough to be flying the F-14. Nice. I didn't catch that. That's nice. Yeah. I didn't understand the whole, like, I guess F-14s being like an inferior um, plane to the F-18s. They're, reti- They're guess- retired. Okay, so they just don't fly those anymore is what you're saying. No. Too old. No, because yeah. of that. Yeah, that's that's like a Gen three, the F the F eighteen to Gen four, so they retired F fourteens. And they would say that like, "What you gonna go up against five fifth generation fighters?" And I was like, "What what does he mean?" And I'm thinking he he meant like old pilots. So there's gonna be a bunch of octogenarians flying the fucking because no. they're fifth generation. No, those are your your Su thirty sevens, your F twenty twos, your F thirty fives. They're the newer fighter jets. We got a little junior Birdman into the air over here. And, and I'm sorry. sure you'll agree with me on this because I rewatched the original today. The, the F-14 is still the best looking plane. It's gorgeous. It what is. is it? I don't know if there's a star scream like the Transformers thing. It's just oh, a- man. Where is Powell? Well, that, to, 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 well to that's who stuff. they're based off of. Mm. Well, well, oh. well star screams the F-15. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's an F-15. Um, the guy, the black and purple one is an F-14. They they just look better. I was watching the original one time. Like, it's because the wings, it's so because the wings camera. open up. Yeah. It's, it's that swept wing shit. It's fucking, it's beautiful. I think, is, is this a better movie, like context-wise, script-wise, dialogue-wise, story-wise? Isn't it a better movie than the original? Absolutely. Everything. Everything and I don't know it. if it's that... Maybe because we're older. Again, Top Gun 1 wasn't, didn't have a huge, it wasn't a staple of my youth. It wasn't rented. It wasn't on, it wasn't, I didn't it, even it, see it until like a year ago. It was for me. Like, I understand. That was, 
that was my childhood favorite movie of all time. It was a lot of people's. It, it was. It, I would imagine it was very much like an '89 in your in, in your, like an '89 or a. Beetle it's my. Juice it's or my. '89. Yeah. Yeah, and you knew the score, you knew the background, you knew everything about it. But this one leaps and bounds better than the original. Is it because we're older men now and we're papas and we have that mortality lingering at the end of the road, like you know, like the Grim Reaper with his Sith, like? Well, that, that that influences greatly, but I think it's just a well-made movie. It's just yeah. so well-made. Like even the movie hasn't started when I started seeing those names on there. I'm like, well, Simpson and Bruckheimer, and then um, obviously Tom producing, and then uh, what is it? The 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 Mission Impossible guy. Mm -hmm. is writing and i'm like shit they got some really top gun no pun intended um dudes like filmmakers are yeah. uh, working on this thing and it's amazing the team that tom cruise assembled because this is tom cruise after years of experience working right. with this so kosinski on oblivion and then on the and he's like you because something that kosinski did very well was to he filmed vehicles in a very unique way and he does very kind of action but with feelsy kind of movies or at least i think they are mm -hmm. um and then his relationship with the uh what's his name from uh, the mission impossibles he brought him on board so to, uh, he's just a, such a great producer and and there it is the quality it's all there i agree and and, and i really like it was a good choice that they started the movie off with that 80s uh music Oh, it brought and, you straight back. And even the font of the of the credits was it was all straight back. And it was a good well, way to like it's like to, Star Wars. Right. Exactly. I that was, was gonna say smart, that, yeah. This that was, was a smart there, move. You know. Because yeah. they didn't have to do that. They could have made it more modern or whatever, but they made that choice to put the song there and only there. You never heard it again. You heard like the score make hints at that song. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd hear that na, 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 but you didn't hear the song again except for in the beginning of the movie, they were just like, oh, we figure when this comes out on the DVD, they can watch one and two back to back and it'll be like a seamless journey. You know, well, did this you know for, that the Force Awakens wanted it to? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So did you know that they recreated the opening scene, scene for scene? Yeah, the first one. I read that. Placing F8 then F14s. I read that. Yeah. And I appreciate that too. Like they they shot real footage on a fucking carrier they used real fucking jets tom cruise came on in the beginning of my movie and said we hope you like the movie because we use real fucking jets and real g's and go fuck yourself if you don't like it they put imax cameras in the cockpits right that's fucking nuts that's insane and you can tell you all can tell. practical effects like these actors you know what credit to all of them because they was getting whipped around and beat the shit and pause pause and I got to do it. I know he's insane and I don't give a fuck, people. Credit to fucking Tom Cruise because, dude, I, I watched the Mission Impossible trailer. And I'll be honest, when I first saw the new Mission Impossible trailer on my phone, I was, it was kind of like it, I was interested. I'm, I'm there because I watch all of them. But I, but when I saw the trailer on the big screen and I saw the stunts being done and he's off the fucking cliff on a motorcycle. And I know I know he's about to do a base jumping stunt off a goddamn motorcycle, off a cliff, and that's him. That's fucking Tom yeah. Cruise. He's the fucking man. Yeah. I know he's crazy. I know he thinks aliens came here. Well, they're they're smart. That the, the, the whole like like James said, the recreation, 
like shot by shot, what it does is it just That's anchors. Cool. It anchors the audience immediately, immediately, emotionally to that world, and it's just we're off. You know what I'm saying? And and it's uh it's smart to do that way where um you're emotionally invested like throughout where all the action in the movie is high octane it's super high velocity sometimes i would feel i would literally grab I was my on, seat in the movie theater edge on, when it gets I was quiet, on the edge when it's it a dramatic moment is 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 just you're just as invested the emotional uh spectrum never like falls you know off the writing all all of the writing so 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 the scenes when they weren't in jets were so well written and I mean, what the love from this movie the most is this is like it was super. So like, there were pilots from every ethnicity, but no one had like talk about you know because I'm black I had to struggle a woman and I had to work harder. They already knew each other. They all knew that they were the best pilots out there, and they ran with it. Done. Yeah, there wasn't any of that. It was all just one cohesive unit, um, and there was busting of balls. There was kind of a young Iceman figure in here, and then he kind of came around towards the end of the movie. Glenn Powell, I love that motherfucker. He was such well, a it was kid. hard not to love anybody. I mean, everybody looks so goddamn good in this movie. Like, there's no everybody was in shape. Pilots looked that good. Everybody was doing their. Yeah, I thought a few yeah. people were going to eat it and and not not wake up. I liked how they didn't tell us where the enemy was. It was like an undisclosed location. They didn't say Serbia or Ukraine or Russia, but it was somewhere in the. In, in old the, mountains right um and something speaking to what you said earlier with it just being a good movie jay like just being well done um i think like you said obviously the, all the technicalities of it and the way it was shot was fantastic and had it just been that had they just kind of pulled on the um on the old school nostalgia it would have done well it would have served its purpose but even someone like me who's not necessarily initiated that I watched the first one just in the last year for the first time ever. And I have no allegiance to this movie whatsoever. And I wasn't remotely like hyped on the sequel, you know, but when I'm watching it, yeah, when I'm watching it and that scene happens with goose and he's like the flat, they they showed us the pictures right away. And then he has a flashback when he sees miles Teller playing the piano and he's singing the song. He never forgot. He never forgot. And this, that scene with the kid and he flashed back to it, you know, like in that whole scene, got me that actually it still got me even though i wasn't immersed in the um the characters from the previous film so it, it, it works and even with he's saying goodbye to ice i when val kilmer hugs him it Bruh, works on, on two levels that val kilmer scene had me in tears it fucks you up because on one hand you know he's really hugging him because he's like thanks for fucking bringing me back in this movie because mm-hmm. anybody that's watched the val kilmer documentary knows he's kind of had a rough go at it recently and then on the second level, it's him saying goodbye to Maverick because his character's dying. So it's like this yep. got this weird twofold, like, oh fuck. And you can almost feel it when they're hugging each other that they're both kind of like, oh man, it's this is and, great. And they and they wrote it perfectly to accommodate, you know, Val Kilmer's throat cancer. Right, 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 right. And but that scene, like he didn't even have to say much, but he might win an award for what he did in this movie. I mean, it was pretty damn good. It was, yeah, it was good. So good. 100%. Because it's not what it's what's said. Because Iceman is kind of like that character that gets uh, Maverick, gets stuff out of him. So from the first movie, he's constantly telling him he's dangerous. So he's kind of like 
um, prophesizing the, the 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 danger that comes that's co that's coming and Luz is going to die. So he's obviously obviously there to remind him of stuff of the right. co of consequences. Right. Mm -hmm. He's he's a character that just like us is getting these emotions out. It's getting that same emotion from him. Because he, you know, he hasn't moved on. So it, it works really well in this situation where he, he can't say much, but he's at the same time, there's so much communication there between them. Yep. Speaking of works, like, I, I, I protected you because the Navy needs Maverick. Right. He was like, they need you. You're you're a son of a bitch and you're probably my best friend. <laughs> Speaking of son but of a bitch. <laughs> How about that? How about that John Hamm at the end? You know, everybody's hugging each other and shaking hands. He looks up at John Hamm's character, and John Hamm is still just a fucking son of a bitch. He's like, he's Maverick, such a son of a bitch. He doesn't even give him a smile. He just kind of gives him a nod, like, "All right, mm -hmm. Maverick, you did it this time. You survived another day." On one hand, well, you showed us that the mission could be completed. On the other hand, you stole a multi-million-dollar jet and fucking broke all kinds of laws and protocol. <laughs> You should be locked the fuck up. <laughs> You've almost killed people. Well, you think too, like when it comes to like you know when we were just talking about Tom Cruise being like the great star. Honestly, like I I seen a, a like a double in that scene when he was talking to Ed Helms. And you know, he was just like, you know, you're a dinosaur, and you know. You're gonna, you're the last of your kind, and you're gonna be extinct. And he was just like, "I, sir, but not today." Like yeah. that goes with like movie star general. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, oh yeah, no, I mean, I could shoot this in a green screen, but yeah, I might die in this jet today. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, very oh. practical. Very practical. I love that about the 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 movie. Um, no, I was high from day one because I was expecting, I was waiting for them to announce that Kosinski was going to do probably the sequel to Tron Legacy. And then he just, just, they just announced that he was doing Top Gun. And I was just as excited, of course, because um, he does have this knack. He can, like, if you watch Tron Legacy, he does bring kind of like that nostalgia of the Tron, of the 80s stuff, but kind of elevates I it a little bit Tron more. Legacy. And it has some emotional, like, you know, hints here and there, and the action's amazing. So I thought he was perfect for this movie. Um, I, I went through Tron Legacy one time. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, I, maybe you have to really love the original Tron. That's another movie like. Where, and I don't love the original Tron at all. And that's fair. I, I for some reason, Tron either. I'm just not a Tron guy. I don't yeah. know. You would think I would be. I, I like the arcade game. I used to play that all the time. It was an arcade game. That was a good time. I didn't even know yeah, it was an arcade, arcade game. Oh. Every arcade, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Huh. How about that Ed Harris, though? How about that Ed Harris? He is <laughs> one cranky old fucker. Ed Harris was a dick. It's almost it, 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 like tough for John Hamm. To, like, how do you follow up, you know, like Ed Harris? It's weird. He was, he was not having none of that shit. Oh, well, the thing is, they're not wrong. It's like, Dude, you just took this fucking expensive goddamn plane. We asked you to go Mach 9. You couldn't get it ready on time. Then you did it anyway. And then you pushed Mach 10. And then you went Mach 10 point whatever the fuck before you fell out of the goddamn sky. Like, they're not wrong. He is fucking crazy. In, in, he landed in West Virginia. That's why I loved Honda. 
So like that showed their bond. Like he got ten, you know, after their big speech before he took off, and he right. was like, "You can, you cannot do this." And it was like, you know, I don't know what happens if I. He did all that shit, and like, he gets to ten, and Honda was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> he was like, "Don't do it." Maverick, I, I felt like push it a little. I felt like the character, like he was trying to end it in a way. Like he's trying to go on his own terms and mm-hmm. go. In a, a, yeah, he had a death wish. He had kind of a death wish. Like he's trying to connect with Goose. Like again, he keeps saying, "Like talk to me, talk Goose. to me, he's Goose, talk to me." Reach, right? Yeah, the other side, and um, and that's why, it, like subconsciously coming into the third act, you you, it's even more pressing the matter that he's gonna die because it, kind of like the first scene we see in him, he's trying to like cross over literally to the. You know, I'll tell you quite frankly what it is. I'll just break it down. I don't want to get too serious, but let me just get it. Let me get a little serious. It's a lot like when Batman's Batmobile gets hijacked by the penguin (laughs) and the fucking pieces are just flying off the Batmobile left and right. You know, it's not responding, you know, and and all of a sudden he's, you know, the police are in hot pursuit because they think he murdered the Ice Princess as they, you know, Gotham City Police. They don't know too much, you know. And he's going towards that small little alleyway. He's not going to fit in that old fucking 89 fucking, what, what was it? A fucking, the chassis of a goddamn uh, Impala. Impala. It's not going it to fit in that, in, in that little. And all of a sudden you see, you see Keaton and he's like, all right, now I'm a little worried. And he flips a bunch of switches and he, and he goes into like a little fucking missile dildo that narrowly escapes. And those cops all die, by the way. Though I don't know if you ever noticed, we watched that scene when those cops fucking <laughs> all plow <dead>. into the... <laughs> They all plow into no each one... other like a police academy movie, but they're like on top of each other, stacked <laughs> up like matchbox cars. Like those cops are fucking, if they're not dead, they're in intensive care. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a big fan jet. of when the Batmobile turned into a big phallic symbol, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I had that toy. You're goddamn that was right. One you of did. the McDonald's toys. Yeah, you're goddamn right. It was, I remember. <laughs> goddamn. So that's what it reminds me of. When I think of mortality, I always think back to that scene, you know, when he's flipping those switches and the car's not responding and he goes, all right, now I'm a little worried, you know? I hope I'm as cool and calm as collected as that when I see death approaching me with a smile looking down on me with its hooded frame and, you know, just eerily resembling the end. And I look back up and I go, all right, now I'm a little worried, you know? And Zeph's like, who are you looking at, daddy? Jesus Christ, I hope it's not that soon. Hope, I hope he's not in there. Like, like I hope it's just you in the car. Damn. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he's a grown man at that point. Like, Dad, yeah, what are you looking at? Yeah. Say the baby yeah, boy. I, Shit. I'm, I'm pretty sure Batman must have inspired a little boy out there to become something to avenge their past. <laughs> right. <laughs> but since he wasn't a billionaire, I'm sure that that kid didn't yeah. get the same treatment. Speaking yeah. of something, somebody's not afraid. Is, is Tom Cruise afraid of get of ever getting old? No, I don't think so. Oh. I mean, he's is he almost is he sixty yet? Yeah, he's sixty now. No, he's he he's about sixty. If he's not sixty, I mean, he's almost sixty. If he's not sixty yet, because they actually he made looks, he looks this, too good in this. He looks great. They and they made this what two years ago, but it got pushed yeah. back with COVID. Oh, there he is. Okay. Is that me? No, I don't. I think it's Schuler's thing. Your go. your shit keeps freezing. I don't know what the hell is going on with my intranets. I mean, we got storms like crazy down here tonight, so I don't know what's happening. It's that doomsday over there. It's, it's doomsday. doomsday. That's that's my call sign. That was my call <laughs> sign that I made up when I was a kid. 
Oh, really? After watching Top Gun, yeah, really, yeah, Doomsday was my my call sign that I made up after watching that movie. Everyone needs a call sign. I like calls. Call signs are good. Jay, what's your call sign if you had if you had to use one? Uh, hung man. Hung man. <laughs> hung man. <laughs> Just straight to the point. Oh, that is fan fucking tastic. Right, let me see. Let me just try to think of one for me. You know, I gotta think of one for me. Oh, I came up. I already came up for one for you. Oh, what's up? Stage dive. Stage dive, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm stage diving when we haven't even started playing yet. I mean, I mean, we're working on the intro to the first song. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on the yeah, intro. And yeah, I start screaming I the up, lyrics to the wrong song. I came up, I came up with that for you for like a long time ago. Stage dive. Oh man. Stage back, dive. back in the day when we were playing gigs left and right. <laughs> Woo! Man, and I was That was old Nick. Yeah. That was old Nick. Woo! Ah, gee, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Stage dive. That's good. It's better than, you know cock hand or something you know <laughs> like my hand in a cock you know it's not even my cock no it's just a cock <laughs> Jesus. i mean it just keeps getting worse no judgment here no yeah. judgment here hey it's 2020 dust it is june <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot summer with cocks in our hands right sometimes you want to cool yeah. off with a nice warm cock you know <laughs> what some people like kool-aid other some, people want some cock. Some other people want cock, and not like a hard cock, but a nice flaccid cock, just kind of just resting right, right here. Because you got to work it. Well, sometimes you got to work it. Sometimes you want a snuggie. You know, <laughs> you will put a couple on your shoulder. You know, get a couple different size ones, different shades, different sizes, different circumcisions. I mean, you know what? Whatever floats your boat. Hey, whatever gym. floats. I don't think I have the best relationship with my cock. Not as much as I think I do. No, I don't either. I'll do. I don't either. To be honest with you, sometimes we don't speak at all. Well, <laughs> you that's because y'all's is married. Y'all don't get that kind of time. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? Is that what they say? That's what it is. <laughs> no, I just think they botched my circumcision. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> See, and I never got cut. They got sensitivity issues. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Sometimes he dead to me. They kept mine in the hood. They said, "No, you're gonna keep your hood on because we waited too late to cut it off, so we're just gonna keep it Put on." Your hood up. Keep your hood up. Keep your hood up. Keep your hood up. Oh. Uh, what would you rate Batman Returns? I mean, what would you rate uh, Top Gun Maverick? Oh, call out of work, good. Easy. Call out of work, good. Okay. I'll take it. I actually left work Easy. in the middle of the day to see this. I left work in the middle of the day to watch it. I'm still and... shocked that you went to go see it. Well, I, 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 had, I, I had I had no faith. I could have watched it on my phone because uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. And I had a little I could have I could have watched that version of it. Yeah, um, VPN, VPNs and shit. Right. But I but I just wanted to I really wanted to watch it on the big screen if I was going to watch you, it at all. You have to see this movie in the theater. And I'm glad I did. I didn't see it on IMAX like I wanted to, but at least I got to break away from the in the middle of the day for a little bit and check out the movie. Um, and yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. I would say movie theater yeah. good. 
I would say it's movie theater good. You have to see it in the theater. Yes. Even though I technically left work, I didn't call out of work, but I technically left work in the middle of the day, like on my lunch, took an extended lunch break. Just to, let me get this, this Top Gun Maverick in real let quick. Let me get this Top Gun Maverick in. Nobody even fucking knows I'm gone. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I was like, I could probably see it again, but I might wait till it comes out on the, um, I don't know what it would come out. On the uh, Paramount. 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 It'll be on Paramount. Oh, yeah, because Tom Cruise has, like, an exclusive deal with Paramount. I forgot. Dude, my mm-hmm. theater had, like, like Avengers Infinity kind of energy to it. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh. Hooting, hooting hollering, it screaming. Hooting, hollering, people. people crying. It was, like, this. you could see, like, I saw, like, four couples, like, people in their 60s, just, like, super hype coming in. And you could feel the energy. There's this, like, younger couple just standing outside looking at the thing said Dolby is like, oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. Dolby. And then the, another couple from the to, from the right goes, it's the only way to do it, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> and, then they like, st- and then they start fucking? Shit. Did they start going at it? Like, did they start fucking, like, in the theater? Yeah, pretty much. It was just a whole Top Gun fuck oh, fest oh, in there. It was pretty beautiful. Like, yeah, people were just cheering. It's just like you're, a theater full right. of Top Gun swingers. You're right. That, that, that in-game vibe is ex- the best way to put it, because yeah, people it had, had like, like a generation of older people and younger people. Was, everybody yeah. was there. Yeah, I saw I there saw, were a lot of old timers in my theater because the middle of the day. So there's a lot of old timers, you know. I, oh, I had a bunch of like sons or daughters with older fathers. Oh, in my theater too. It's a Father's Day movie. Interesting. Because they yes, because they took them to see the original you know years ago now they're our age so mm. then they 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 were bringing their their dads and of course they all had their nam hats on and you know all that stuff oh because, shit that's yeah, see that's emotional they everybody was just happy this is the first one i believe it's one of the first tom cruise movies to cross for the 400 mil mark that's his this is his biggest movie yet right no it's like, insane oh, opening like because he what opened at 100 million like something like that. weekend on memorial day it, it's um, uh oh, although you know the the mummy did pretty good i heard hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but this this one was it so this one is tom's biggest movie it's paramount's biggest movie it's the biggest memorial day opening movie <laughs> just got, um, sorry i just got the mummy Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. 10 minutes later. Like, as of now, to me, this is movie of the year. Movie of the Thank year. You. Yes. yes. It is movie it's of the year. It's not a movie. Year. It's a spectacle. It's an event yes. for me. It was like, like I saw it in Dolby, so it felt like a, a, a spectacle thing. It was just like. It rattled you, like your soul, and your brain, and everything. It was just amazing to watch in the movie theater with a with a bunch of people, and it was made for. And, and I'm glad they hold off. They held off on, um, uh, you know, yes. for the for the for the premiere because they wanted people in the movie theaters. Right. And yep. COVID, like obviously, almost screwed that. But um, they held their ground, and I'm so glad they did because this was designed for the movie theater. I felt and that the, was all, I, all of that was all Tom's decision too. He, yeah, he said, we're going to sit on this until people can get back He's into the movie man. theaters. He refused. He's the man. I felt um, 
when it ended, I was I was happy. I mean, you know, um, because it was a nice wrap up to the story. I liked I liked there was a good closure to it. I liked how his his would be son and you know Miles Teller playing um, Rooster and Rooster's would be father figure being Maverick. I liked how that closed off nicely. They they mended it up because the like... only the only thing that could have been made better if the if the ending song was like a little bit more. I don't know. Um... That would have made no sense. They're already paying internet connection up with that man. Shit. Is he why your call sign is doomsday? Because you're just having the worst day ever. Your internet's not working. I just want to destroy this motherfucker now. <laughs> Nick keeps going back to Batman Returns. You keep it Batman. Hey, hey, hey! It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't go back to Batman. And, Listen, and I think I think it's, it's fair. Kind look, of our niche. look, look! It's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Do you know that? Uh, so that scene in the end when Tom and Jennifer Connelly are flying and shit—that's Tom's P fifty one Mustang. That's his plane. Of course it is. And that's yeah, that's that's his plane and that's him flying. And that's his cock hanging out of his pants that she's getting ready to go down. Oh, you know damn well. Oh, and the Porsche that she was driving, which is a oh. throwback to the Kelly McGillis Porsche. Um, the Porsche that Jennifer Connelly has Hold on. is that out of Tom's personal collection too. This is this is the sound like of a this, one point, this is the sound of this is a one nobody point giving a shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Nobody gives a shit about oh, Batman. Oh yeah. god, dude, I fucking love you, dude. I love you, man. Hating that shit. <laughs> Schuler and I have a long running history. So so let's talk about how much money Kenny Loggins is about to get. He about to get it. <laughs> Kenny Loggins about Wait, to get paid again. Is he still around? Is he still alive? Yeah, Kenny Loggins is? is still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did an interview with him not too long ago. I keep getting Kenny Loggins confused with Kenny Rogers. I don't know why. Yeah, no, nah, they're not even close to the same. <laughs> Nick, well, Nick keeps shooting Doomsday down, bro. Doomsday, it, it, James is like the maverick on his jet, and he's trying, and then Nick is right behind him, just shooting Batman Returns at him. Just he's trying. trying. To get him. No, this was a solid movie. There's only two things that could have made it remotely better, and that's you know um, Samuel Jackson and a Danny Elfman score. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, all of all in all, it was a solid movie. It was. No. It, it Samuel was probably, Jackson could use a day off. It's fine. Yeah. No, he couldn't. Okay. We need Samuel Jackson the way we need fucking gas prices lowered and we need our ozone layer uh, bolstered and <laughs> amen, sir. You know, I never get tired of Samuel, 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 you know, out of it. I wouldn't even had him in this movie. This movie was perfect. It was absolutely you telling me you wouldn't have grinned that shit eating grin that I love seeing on your beautiful face. If he came strolling into that fucking room of young pilots and cadets and started cussing out it those just, motherfuckers. It just wouldn't have made sense. Not in this universe. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. That's, that's what we needed. Samuel Jackson is kind of like a general authority figure with like an eye patch. Okay. You know what? Yeah. If, and then he has if, to like get a team together. Okay. So if they swap John Hamm out for Samuel Jackson, I wouldn't complain. 
Right. Not at all. Yeah. Cause he'd be like, you broke the motherfucking hard deck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You broke the motherfucking <laughs> You broke you the went mother- below the motherfucking right. hard deck. That was that before? Was that before or after? You knew you broke the motherfucking hard deck. And then he pulls out a purple lightsaber. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. He's like, wait, well, wait, hold on, no, we need these kids. No, like, no, who, who died? Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, and I love you guys. So thanks for taking off on a Thursday night and indulging me uh, and letting me talk about some uh, some Gotham City. <laughs> oh yeah. City of justice. City of justice. City of love. City Woo! of peace. For is every it, one of us. That was my shit. Is it too soon to like <laughs> is it ever too soon to like play an R. Kelly song? I still play R. Kelly. Look, he everybody's talking about Got him. I did. I did pee on you, girl. Trip, trip, trip. So you know, every episode we do, I have like a tab open here on Google uh, for information on whatever theme or movie we're talking about. But I always have like a Batman one open. <laughs> you just like, have to have one sitting over. Yeah, the I, just side. Have, I have two at least just sitting there. Because I, I know mean, we're going. I did kind of warn you guys in the thread when we were setting up the meeting that with when I sent that that Keaton gif gif or whatever across the bay, you know, with that little Batman Keaton smile. See, I was expecting like Jurassic World, but I'm glad because I didn't watch it yet. I need to go see it. Oh, yeah, I need to see that too. I'm just not as hyped on the dinos. I've I've already heard things I've tried to avoid. Like I always try to re- like avoid reviews, but some of them snuck in, and I was like, "Man, fuck!" Yeah, they sneak in like that. Those dinosaurs just sneak in that that planetary experience on the Apple Plus or whatever the fuck. I don't know. They sneak now, that in. That reference on you put in the in the thread there, I it flew right by me. Really? Yeah. Oh, Pal knew. Pal knew ahead of time that I was going to do this shit. Get it? It flew. Oh, right. <laughs> He's going to do a flyby. Man, where is the actual chorus of this bitch? What are you. Oh, here we go. Gotham Are you City sure are we ghetto? talking about the same the same Gotham City song? Is that Gotham City? Yeah, wasn't that R. Kelly? Wasn't there, a, wasn't there a Gotham City song on the Forever soundtrack that he did? Where it was like, Gotham that was, City! Yeah, that's what I was expecting. I was like, that is not the beat to that. It's, yeah, it's, it, I think it was a remix on the Spotify's. That's how they get you with those remixes. You know? They get you. Well, it's about that time, folks. And if you're snuggled in your bed listening to this podcast, I wish you a fine farewell. Go gently into that good night. I hope it's not your last night. And um, if you're at work, at the cubicles, or at the gay raj, or wherever you're working, toiling away, blood, sweat, and tears and all. Oh, what is that? Oh, a little background Just noise. keep going. Keep going. Okay. 
Remember to always tip your bartenders, okay? And your dancers. When Mercedes comes up to the stage to give you that two-for-one lap dance, that Mission Impossible theme is blaring in your ears. Don't leave unanointed. Make sure you got plenty of room in your wallet, in your stash, and in your wad, if you know what I mean, because you don't want to blow your top gun too early. You want to make sure you keep enough in there, and you don't—you don't let it all hang out. So unless they botched your circumcision, and then yes. you're overly sensitive. Yes, unless you then... botched your circumcision, Uber and then you're overly overly sensitive and a lot of us are overly sensitive guys that's why we're doing this podcast so i just want to thank all you comic contents out there again for listening to the show Woo! jay and james thanks for being a part of it and as always kids whatever we said on this show whether it tickle your balls your chota your tainty don't forget to sell my high extities the biggest tatas in the east coast just remember that Jennifer Connelly, she bleached the asshole, and it's just an eviction. Don't take us seriously unless you're going to watch Batman Returns. Okay. One more time.